The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the On Point with Victor show. This is America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armanderes. Uh, this is the show of common sense. It is the show of logic. If you can't handle common sense and you can't handle logic, well, you may want to find someone else to listen to or go find your cry closet so you can shed a tear after listening to the next hour. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, David, go right ahead. That's why we're in Atlanta and not in Washington, D.C. Right. Good Good point. Good point. Because most people here in Georgia and, you know, our listeners, I know our, our really dedicated listeners have, they have no problem. But, you know, there are Democrats that listen. I know because they let me know. So for all of them, <laughs> they, they may need a cry closet today because uh, I'm going to tell them we're going to get to something today now. If you notice, if if you pay attention or you go listen to this show later and you find me on the podcast, Spotify or Apple Podcast, you'll see titles to my shows. And today, uh, its title is, a, I want to tell you about the Teichler cycle. If you don't know about the Teichler cycle, then um, you're going to want to listen today. But if you're a Democrat and you listen to me today, you aren't going to really like what I have to say. And it is a 100% fact. You can go look it up for yourself. But the reason why the Democrats aren't going to like it is because I'm going to talk to them about their precious, precious, precious word, democracy. And I'm going to tell them what uh, Alexander Teichler said about democracy years and years and years and years ago. Uh, and it's not going to be something that Democrats are going to want to hear. But uh, it is something that everyone needs to hear. Everyone needs to know. They ought to be teaching this in schools. But I guarantee you they don't. They probably don't even teach it in private schools. Uh, but it's something that everybody needs to know. So we're going to get to that later. But I got to say a few things. You know, I, I really don't want to say much about the State of the Union. The State of the Unions are useless. They really are. They're especially Especially when there's a Democrat in office. When a Democrat goes to, to, to give a State of the Union, I, I, I honestly don't know why anybody would watch it because all they're going to do is talk about how much more money they can spend. Spend, 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 and who they can tax, tax, tax. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the point in this country where half of this country, probably just over half of this country does not pay federal income tax. Now understand, hear me, and hear me well, over half of this country does not pay federal income tax. How do you think we're going to sustain the level of spending that we are, uh, that we're spending? Washington, why won't journalists get in front of every, every, every so-called representative in Washington, I don't care if a Republican or Democrat, and ask them, how come half the country doesn't pay federal income taxes? Because both parties are complicit in this, mostly the Democrats. The Democrats love it. The Democrats have a plan, and their plan is to get the majority of the people off the tax roll. That's their plan, folks. That's their plan. And too many and too too often and too many Republicans, establishment Republicans, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Romney, uh, Cheney, I could name, well, Cheney's not there anymore, but there's a, there's a whole slew of, of these establishment Republicans who play footsies. The Bushies did it. 
who allow the Democrats to bastardize the tax code and and what it and what they're doing the democrats go and the democrats are doing this right in the face of the establishment republicans and they're letting them get away with it but they're they're moving to remove as many people as because the people they remove from the tax burden are their voters the people they remove understand this listen to me the people who they remove from the from the tax burden of the federal income tax Federal taxes, federal taxes, and the people they remove will eventually become Democrat voters. That's their plan. That's their goal. But it works. Unfortunately, it works because when you're the politician running around telling everybody out there, oh, if you just vote for me, I'm going to give you everything you need to live. I'm going to take it to the, from the other guy, not from you. I'm not going to require you to, to uh, pony up. I'm going to make somebody else pony up. And then we're going to make this other person work and we're going to take theirs to give to you. And so you won't have to, to pony up to, to, to take part in, in funding the spending that we're going to spend because we're going to spend it on you. And that's how they convince over half of this country right now to continue to vote for them because they keep the, the give, the giveaways. The Democrats are the, are the Santa Claus party. Uh, if you want to put it in simple terms, the Democrats are the Santa Claus party because they will promise you if you're good, if you're good all year long, if you're good and you vote for every little Democrat, well, then we're going to give you yours. We're going to give you what you need to live. Uh, we're going to give you enough so you can be just a little bit happy and you won't pay attention to what we're doing for you. You're going to lose all your freedoms, but you're not going to notice because we're going to make it where you don't really have to work. We're just going to take it from the other guy. That can't be sustained, but that's what we're doing. That's what a progressive tax system is. That is what these politician bozos in Washington, that's what they're doing. They're all complicit in it. And we, the people, are going to pay the price for it. And that I'm going to get to in a little bit, which will transition right into my my discussion I want to have on the Teichler cycle. And and uh, you guys, I mean, you're going to want to listen to the whole hour. So all I'm going to say about the State of the Union is it was exactly what I could have predicted. We're going to spend, 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 lie, lie, lie. Now, the the, the difference in this State of the Union was probably 98% of it was a lie. Maybe the only part that Joe Biden got right was, uh, hello, American people, I'm Joe Biden. That might have been the only part of the State of the Union that wasn't a lie. Uh, it was uh, – or, or misleading – I mean, it, it was unbelievable the mess that came out of that State of the Union. So I'm not going to rehash it. You guys can go back and watch it if you want to. There was really no news there other than they want to take away your freedoms. They want to take away our rights. They want to take away our liberties. And they just want to force you to live the way they want you to live. And I'm talking about the politicians. The Democrat politicians want to force you to live a certain way. No gasoline, no cars, no – and trust me. They don't want you in an EV either. They want you in an EV to get you out of a gas car, and then they're going to get you out of the EVs because they're not, you're not going to be able to power it. Uh, and these are the, they want you to live the way they want you to live. They want you stuck on government transportation. They want you stuck in government schools, and they want you stuck on government food. This is the way it's going. That was basically the State of the Union in a nutshell. You know, the easiest way to sum it up, uh, you, you know, you, most of you guys who know me know that I'm a lover of movies. And... There is a movie out there called My Cousin Vinny, and the best way to sum up the State of the Union was just play that clip. And if I had it here, I would play it. You know, maybe the next show I'll play this. But there's a clip in My Cousin Vinny 
where he looks at the jury and he goes, everything that guy just said is bullshoy. And that's exactly that. That is what my assessment is, was or is of the state of the union that happened last week. Uh, when Joe Biden was done, I could have, I could have given the rebuttal. I could have given the rebuttal for the Republicans because I could have looked at the camera and said, everything that guy just said is bullshoy with the exception of God bless America. (laughs) So, uh, that is how you could have summed up the state of the union. So, uh, look, I, that's all I'm going to say there. You can go watch it if you want. Uh, but it's, it's ridiculous. And it was full of a bunch of, you want to talk about mistruths and misinformation and disinformation. That was the State of the Union. The Democrat Party are the purveyors of disinformation. They're purveyors of misinformation. And God help us all if you fools around this country allow the Democrat Party or any politician to ever become the arbiters of free speech. If you, if we the people ever let Politicians, I don't care, Democrat or Republican, if we ever allow Washington or, or and the politicians and the bureaucracy that is Washington, if we ever allow them to become the arbiters of speech, then we are doomed. We are doomed. The, the last people on this planet that should ever be arbiters of speech is would be anyone to do with government. Anyone. And in this country, look, folks. The other countries around this world, they don't have a First Amendment. They don't have a Second Amendment. They don't have a Constitution like we do. That's what makes us different. And if we start to lay down and we allow the government in Washington and the bureaucracy that is, look, the bureaucracy is a whole nother branch of government, unfortunately. And if we allow them to be the arbiters of speech, then you will no longer, we will no longer have a First Amendment. And that's a bad, bad bad road to go down just look at history folks just look at the countries around the world nobody's going to be like us and if we if we continue to allow these these government buffoons in washington and their bureaucratic mess if we continue to let them just eat away and take away liberties and take away freedoms folks listen no security is worth giving up freedom and liberty Maybe I need to say that again. No security, no feeling of security is worth giving up your freedom and your liberty. Lest you want to live on your knees. You understand that? You understand that? You give away freedom and you give away liberty, then you're going to live on your knees because that's government. Government will put you on your knees. But if you have liberty and you have freedom and we stick to the Constitution that we have, then government can never put its people. Our government will never be able to put us on our knees unless we choose to live on our knees. And by golly, I I stand with George Washington. I stand with the founding fathers. I stand with the people who fought the revolution who said, you can do what you want. But I'm I'm not going to live on my knees. I'll die on my feet first. That's what our founding fathers said. That's what they lived by. That's what our the the the, the unbelievable people who fought and won the revolution against the biggest military in the world, which was Brit, Brit, the British at that time. We as people chose not to live on our knees. We chose to die on our feet, and that's the way we need to live now. But if we give up our liberty and we give up our freedom in the name of security, 
because of these government buffoons, these so-called representatives and the bureaucracy that they've created in Washington. If we allow them to convince us that we need to feel safe, we need to give up from freedom, give up some liberty so you can feel safe. Well, then before you know it, folks, before you know it, we won't have a country. We won't have a precious democracy. And I'm going to get to more of that in a little bit. But uh, I want to say this. I want to say something first about the, the shooting that happened in Michigan. So it was another shooter. There was a mass shooting um, just, I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday in, in Michigan. And you all, what, what was that? Minnesota. Was it Minnesota? Well, I know it was one of those. So I, MSU, okay, okay. So there was the mass shooting and, and, and immediately, immediately you had, uh, Democrat politicians and the media and, and the, the cattle call at the, I mean, the view, uh, you've got all these typical groups running out. They don't want to know the facts. They just want to attack the guns. And it's, it's a gun problem, gun problem. Folks, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We have, we do not have a gun problem in this country. We have a crime country, uh, problem in this country. We have a crime problem and we have a mental health problem and we have a homeless problem. And the mental health problem and the homeless problem leads to the crime problem. Uh, and the defunding of police that so many Democrats have done have led to a crime problem. It's not a gun problem. It's a crime problem. And I'll elaborate more on that when we come back. So don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show? Talk about your business or express your opinion on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. I am back. Let's talk Venezuelan with Josie Cruz and friends. Every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Folks, we are back, and yes, while I'm on air, I am trying to reply to a text. <laughs> this is a no-no in radio, folks. It is, but I, I have to reply to this real quick. But but I I listen. I had a listener uh, during the break that chimed in and said that the uh, the uh, oh what's uh, <laughs> this the Biden at the State of the Union was probably limp seeking lip limps limp seeking. <laughs> This, it's a Monday, folks. It's a Monday. It's a Tuesday. My gosh, I'm look. I had a long flight yesterday. That's my excuse. I was, folks. Listen, I was on the, I was on the uh, West Coast for the last four, uh, five days and flew back yesterday. So my clock, my internal clock, is a little off. <laughs> so I might say some things today that I uh, normally wouldn't say. But um, no, this listener chimed in and said that Biden probably lip synced, lip synced uh, the State of the Union. 
And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he did. <laughs> but I wouldn't doubt it uh, because apparently that's what uh, they did at the Super Bowl. Now, look, I I don't have much to say uh, about um, the, the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I just don't. Uh, I, I didn't watch it. Uh, I, I really didn't care who won. Um, I did want to see some commercials. And, David, you look like you have a comment. And where <laughs> and where was that wonderful KC quarterback from? Oh, I don't know. Texas. Texas. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yes. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, boy, he put, I, apparently he put on a show there at the end. Oh yeah, he did. Game. It, was, um, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, he he put on a hell of a show at the end of it. And uh, I don't know, I've got something wrong with my microphone. Ruh row. Hey, it happens, folks. Live radio. This is live radio, so things happen. And uh, you know, we just never tell. But that's okay. We're professionals here, and we can roll with it. But but yeah, it did appear. Uh, you know, I, I, I heard it was a great game. And look, folks, it's just, I, I, I will be honest with you. I had, uh, I, I was out on the slopes. <laughs> I got a chance to go do a little skiing this weekend and snowmobiling and, and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, uh, but I, I know it was a, I apparently it was a good game. Um, I, apparently, uh, it was a close game and there was a controversial call at the end. I, I, I understand and that may have had uh may have cost the Eagles the game or at least maybe maybe it maybe it cost a what could have been a better ending. Uh maybe this referee shouldn't have uh butted his uh his two cents in at that point I guess. I don't know. I've heard two sides of this. Um but I you know, like I said, I don't really care who won. But um uh you know I, I will say this I when are we gonna get to the point where we're all Americans? Um, because the ridiculousness, cause I heard about this, you know, you can't be in this business that I'm in and not hear that when they go to do the national anthem that you don't hear the national anthem that you hear, oh wait, this is another national anthem that we're going to do to one part of the segment of the population. And then we're going to do another anthem for the rest of the population. That doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. And that is not going to stand for this. This country is not going to survive if we continue down this road. We are one. We are Americans. We are citizens of the greatest country in the world. And look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. We cannot. Listen, Roosevelt, a Democrat, said years ago, if we go down this road of hyphenated Americanism, we're doomed. Now I'm paraphrasing, but Roosevelt, a Democrat, he saw back then, if we go down the road of hyphenated Americanism, we're just going to create division amongst ourselves. We're going to create divisions amongst Americans. So instead of being an American of such and such descent, because yes, you can, that's a great thing about this country. I myself, I'm an American of Mexican and Spanish descent. Um, there are many Americans of other descent, but we're Americans first. And if we cease to be to be Americans first, then what do you think is going to happen in this country? If we keep fracturing ourselves, listen, we have Chinese balloons coming out of the sky one after another. Why are they doing that? Why is China doing what they're doing? Why are they pushing and testing us? Because we're fractured from within and they see it. We're too worried. The Democrat Party has created such division in this country. Oh, you're black. Oh, you're white. Oh, you're gay. Oh, you're brown. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, you're everything but an American. And if you people, we people, we 
the American people continue to allow ourselves to be divided by color or to be divided by by a lifestyle. If you can't look, who cares what lifestyle you live? Be an American first. Be an American first. But if but the road we're on now, and then to have the Super Bowl to be fired up and be ready for the Super Bowl, and to have a a national oh here's a national anthem for this group of people. Well, then what's next? Do we have to have a Jewish national anthem? Do we have to have a a Hispanic anthem? Uh, are we going to parade? I, I mean, should I demand? And David, answer me this: Should I demand that the mariachis come out now and do the do the Mexican national anthem? I, I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, ladies and gentlemen, look, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to get bogged down on this, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we go down this road where we have to have a national anthem for this color skin and that color skin and for this lifestyle and for that religion, when do we become Americans again? When do we become Americans again? When we accept the statement one nation under god under god absolutely david absolutely and 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 that's a great point right there david because i don't even care now i've got my opinions of course on religion but i don't care what god you have or what you god you think you have but we should be one nation under god so exactly what david said exactly what our 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 Founding of this country, the the anthem. Every we are a nation. We're one nation under God. And if we can't come together as Americans, we're going to continue to fracture ourselves from within. And the weaker we are, the more our adversaries. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that there's another axis of evil brewing, now I've said this a couple of years ago. There is a new axis of evil brewing around the world. It's China, it's North Korea, and it's Iran. That is your next axis of evil. And if you don't think there's a coordinated effort going on right, maybe right now with these balloons. Now look, I, I, I could tell you, you're probably going to find out soon that some of these balloons are probably Google <laughs> or some other company that are putting balloons in the air. Or maybe somebody made a balloon from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> And now the military is shooting it down. Now, I I, I doubt... Uh, my best theory that I've heard is that they're balloons that were let go of during the Macy Parade. <laughs> right. I mean, are they going to blow up Woody Wood, Woodpecker? Woody Wood... Is it Woody Woodpecker? Yeah, right. You may, I used to... I love watching the parades during the holidays. The Christmas Parade, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That one, David... I've watched for I since I was a kid. The Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade was has always been amazing. I, I as a kid and even now as an adult. Um, so yeah, are we gonna lose? Are we gonna lose the Macy's the big big bird balloon? The and I you know I don't even remember which balloons they were using. I'm I'm, I'm afraid they're probably gonna make woke balloons now. But um, I would be afraid to be in that parade now because the military is gonna shoot down any balloon that they see. I mean that's what's going on now. I mean. But how, how China must be laughing because look, I can tell you, yes, we know that two or three of those balloons were Chinese, absolutely. But I bet you we're going to find out soon enough that some of these other balloons were probably just private business doing what they do, and you now the military is shooting them down. So you know uh, something that I didn't realize, and uh, and I, I guess it shouldn't bother me, uh, but it does in its own way. And that is, do you realize how much the uh, missiles cost 
Oh, per gosh. missile? Every missile is at least a million plus. How about 40 million? 40 million for the sidewinders. Yeah, and oh. we lost we lost one. It didn't hit anything other oh. than the ocean at some point. Well, that's sad. Uh, but you know, I I grew up not I was very blessed uh, in a middle-class family, but you know, my dad had a, a saying that when things were a little tight that, well, we're going to have to tighten our belt. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we did. And it wasn't like we went out in poverty or anything like that. It wasn't that we were denied anything, but mm-hmm. we just watched what we spent it on and how we spent it. You actually and, had uh, to have a budget. Yeah. And uh, our government, you know, and, and if it's under <coughs> – if we're under attack, obviously, I think we should – Spend whatever we have to. If, mm-hmm. if it's a war situation, mm-hmm. we spend whatever we have to. But, you know, it's like, oh, well, just go drop another 40 million bucks or go drop another billion dollars or yeah. let's, let's send like, another billion to, to, uh, Ukraine or, mm-hmm. and when are we going to get a lid on this? Yeah, you know, I'm going to actually get to some of that uh, in a little bit, David, because you're you're 100% right, which is kind of what I alluded to in the beginning of the show. We can't keep spending like this. And and the United States government, you know, every family has to have a budget. And and you know, I predicted this. I I I was trying I told people, David, and 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 you everybody out there that listens to me on a regular basis knows this. The last year I was telling you exactly that. Um, tighten the belt, do some things to, to be prepared for 2023 because inflation wasn't going anywhere. Now I believe, I haven't seen the numbers yet, but I think inflation numbers came out today and I promise you they're probably up. Um, the, you can't have food prices the way we have and not have inflation going up because that's going to be the biggest cause. And, and I, I can tell you that, that there, there's the, the feds are going to, Keep raising interest rates. The inflation's not under control. And you're going to need to do things to, as a family, to make sure you bear the storm that's coming this year and for 2024. I think I heard that it was six point something, six point eight. I think so. Yeah. I think it ticked up. I, I I heard a little bit, but I haven't looked at it, but it, but it looks like inflation ticked up uh, a lot more than, than they, of course, they were trying to tell people it wasn't going to go up, but it did. And, but it was even more than they were expecting. And, and, uh, but you're just going to have to be prepared. Just as David said, you know, as a family growing up, we had to budget. Most families do. And, and the majority of the families in this country have to budget. And, and, and I said months ago, probably a year ago, I, I, I was warning you, every, all the listeners out there, do, Take precaution, budget when you what what you can, save where you can, become debt free if you can, so you can weather the oncoming storm better. Because the economic storm is coming, it is coming. It it may not be. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be a, a horrible recession, but it's coming. There's going to be a slowdown. There's going to be a recession. It's it's coming. You can't get out of the inflation that we're in without a recession. You can't. I don't care what. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tells you because she thinks she has an economic degree. Maybe she does. I don't know. But she wasn't taught proper economics, ladies and gentlemen. She was taught that Keynesian crap or she was taught some kind of new monetary progressive woke theory that doesn't work. 
It doesn't work. Basic economics do work. And basic economics are going to work. And you're not going to get out of this inflation that we're in without a recession. It's just not going to happen. And so it's coming. So be prepared. Be prepared. And then as a voter, you should be demanding that the United States government that we own, we the people should be voting and demanding that the government live on a budget, that the government have a freaking budget. It's in the darn Constitution. They need and they're supposed to have a budget. We have to start demanding that our federal government, our representatives listen to us and they prepare a budget and stop spending like drunken sailors. That goes for the Republicans and the Democrats, especially the Democrats. But let me tell you something. I, Lindsey Graham and McConnell, you might as well be Democrats when it comes to spending because you fools love to spend too. You just spend a little less when you're not in power until you get in power and then you try to spend just as much as the other side. That's got to stop. And let me tell you something else. When the your representatives and these bozos in Washington, when they tell you, "Oh, well, we're going to cut spending. We're going last year we spent eighty billion for this. This year they're supposed to get a hundred and twenty billion, but we're going to give them a hundred billion. Therefore, we've cut by twenty billion. No, you didn't. That's not a cut. Reducing the increase is not. A cut. Reducing the proposed increase but still increasing over last year, that's still increased spending. That is not a cut. That is not a cut. So this is the type of stuff that needs to be taught in schools, but it's not taught in schools. But this is where where I will do my best on this radio show and, and also when I fill in for Erickson, I will do my best to to educate as many people as I can. But you listeners out there, this is where you got to do your part. You have to be willing to go out and talk to people and talk to your friends. Talk The people who don't listen to talk radio, those are going to be your really misinformed people. <laughs> and you're going to need to just, to just be willing to talk. Don't argue with them. Just be willing to talk to them. Explain to them. Explain to them that if if you spent $80 billion last year and you're proposed to spend $120 billion this year, but then you only spend $100 billion, that's still an increase. That is not a decrease of $20 billion. That is an increase of $20 billion. So this is the type of stuff that you've got to be willing to have a conversation with and, and talk and, 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 and explain to them. Use logic. Use common sense. Take them down the logic trail. Make them figure it out for themselves. Ask them. Say, look, if your budget is $1,000 last month and you're going to, you, you propose that you're going to spend $1,500 next month, but then you only spend $1,200, did you get a cut or did you get an increase? It's as simple as that. And, of course, they had a $200 increase. So this is the way to explain it. Make them follow that logical line. All right, folks, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m.
This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Armanderes. Hey, folks, stay tuned uh, because we're going to have a new advertiser joining the show, uh, Curb Appeal Exteriors and Restorations. Uh, they're going to be joining the show as a, a advertiser sponsor. So stay tuned for more details on that. There, uh, you know, if you need some work done outside, you know, you need a little curb appeal to your house. Curb appeal exteriors and restorations. You need a roof. These are the guys you're going to want to call. So we'll you'll be stay tuned for more information on that. Will be coming soon on future shows. Uh, all right, folks. So, so let me. So I have I have the information pulled up. So it was Michigan. It was Michigan State University. So right. the the shooting. I made a mistake. Uh, maybe maybe. I mean I know the legend, Dave. You're not used to that. You're not used to that. So. <laughs> but it was Michigan State, uh, and uh, the gunman killed three people. Now, I'm not going to say the name of this guy because he doesn't deserve it. But my, all I want to say about this shooting is, is, is again, like I said before, we don't have a gun problem. We have a crime problem. And every politician, every Democrat in Michigan came running out to start saying guns, 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 guns are the problem, guns are the problem. Now, if you, what they won't tell you, look in the background of this shooter. The guy who did the crime, the guy who committed the crime of shooting people in Michigan yesterday, look at his background. Because had the Democrat DA and the Democrat judges and the Democrat politicians, had they not let this guy out of jail, he wouldn't have, he would have killed the three people yesterday. Had they not reduced his, I think on more than one case, he had a felony count, a felony count, and they reduced it to a misdemeanor. Had they not done that, he would not have been able to purchase the weapon. And and that's if he purchased the weapon. I'm, I'm speculating here on that. He could have stole it. But if he purchased the weapon, that's even worse because these these – unbelievable, ridiculous politicians who want to blame the gun instead of the crime. They don't want to blame the gun instead of the criminal. They don't want to examine what they did and how they were um, responsible for some of this. Because this gunman wouldn't have been able to do what he did had they stuck with the federal charge against him. And it wasn't just some... Un, uh, you know, uh, uh, basic federal charge. It was a gun, an arms, a gun charge against him. The man had been busted serious before several times with gun charges and the Democrat DAs and the Democrat prosecutors, uh, <laughs> prosecutors, what I'm going to say there, prosecutor, those people reduced this man's sentence so that he wouldn't have a federal charge and therefore he would have been able to buy a gun. Had they stuck to the charge because it was a gun charge already, they should have left it a federal gun charge. So see what I'm saying here, folks. If we if we exercise and, and enforce the laws that are on the books, you're going to reduce some of these people, some of these, they, they won't be able to commit these crimes. Now look, 
I'm going to have to slow down a little bit because I, I get I get passionate with this, folks. I'm not angry. I'm just right. But I'm sick and tired of the Democrat politicians, and I'm sick and tired of the establishment Republicans allowing them to set the narrative that there's a gun problem. We don't have a gun problem. We have a crime problem. And a lot of this crime problem is because of you've got Democrat prosecutors and Democrat DAs and, and Democrat politicians who want to defund police and the DAs who want to reduce charges so that these criminals walk. They're allowing criminals to walk. And then what does a criminal do? Well, if you let a criminal walk, they get emboldened. And when they get emboldened, what do they do? They, they make, they, they take their crime to another level. And now you had this guy go kill three people. And when he should have been sitting in jail. And if he wasn't in jail, he should have at least been uh, under a federal charge that would not have allowed him to possess a firearm. But see, the Democrats in Michigan and the Democrats in Washington, they won't tell you this. CNN will not tell you this. MSNBC won't tell you. None of the news agencies are going to tell you what I just told you. They're just going to tell you that there's a gun problem. We don't have a gun problem. And then they're going to tell you, here's here's a Democrat's favorite line, we're unique. The, the gun violence is unique to the United States. No, let me tell you what's unique to the United States. The Second Amendment, that's unique to this country. The Second Amendment is unique to this country. We have a God-given right to protect ourselves as 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 citizens of this country and law abiding citizens we have a right to defend ourselves because you know when that that when that moment comes and you need the police oh they may be minutes away but you need them in seconds you ladies and gentlemen we the people we are our first line of defense and the second amendment allows us to be our first line of defense that is why we're unique we're not unique because we allow gun crimes to go on and on and on. We're not unique because, well, maybe we are unique because we allow criminals out of jail and we reduce sentences and, and don't charge a felony charge when, and, and when it should be and we drop it to a misdemeanor. We allow this to happen. That doesn't, that, yeah, maybe that makes us unique because of the stupidity of Democrats. But what really makes us unique is we have the Second Amendment. No other country does. We have the right to be our first responders because we have that right because of the Constitution. And David, you look like you have a, look like you have a comment. <laughs> well, a question more. Is, uh, the Governor Whitmire, is that? Yes, that is her. Whitmire, the, the crazy Democrat who somehow got reelected. <laughs> but Michigan, Michigan's about like California. Hmm. And she came out and, and she was one of the first to start pushing this again. It's the guns, it's the guns. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just use your common sense. Why would you have a criminal, a known criminal, I just told you, had a felony charge against him, a firearms felony charge that they reduced to a misdemeanor. So he would have been able to go out and buy a gun, commit the crime, and the politician wants to come out and tell you it's your fault. It's the citizen's fault. It's the innocent's fault. They want to tell you that the gun is the problem, not the criminal. They they don't want to go after the criminal. They want to punish you, the innocent citizen. That's pretty messed up, ladies and gentlemen. That's got to come to a stop. It's got to come to a stop. So, but that's, that's, uh, basically that, that is it. I, I don't need to say anything more about that shooting. Is it, it could have been uh, so many of these shootings to be prevented if the law was followed. If these criminals were not allowed to be back on the street, if these criminals were not having their charges reduced from felony to misdemeanor. And listen, if you doubt me, Go look up. Go research for yourself. I'm not going to give you the name of this this shooter. He doesn't deserve it. I'm not going to give him any airtime. 
But if you don't believe what I'm saying, Democrats out there, do you go do the research? You go look up this Michigan shooter. You go look up how many uh, times he had a run in with the law. Go look at the charges, the felony charges that were reduced to misdemeanor charges. You go look at that. Those are your politicians that you elected. Those are the Democrats in Michigan that allowed this man to be get out and be able to do what he did. You go look it up for yourself. That's the kind of stuff going on around this country where where progressive Democrat DAs, progressive Democrat prosecutors, progressive Democrats in law and in, in, in government are are trying to not just defund the police. They're they're even when a criminal is caught. They're reducing the sentence. They're not doing big bails. They're doing cashless bails, and they're putting these people back on the streets. Well, what the heck do you think the criminal's going to do when you put him back on the street? You think he's suddenly going to go, oh, well, thank you, Mr. Democrat, for putting me out on the street. Thank you. I'm going to go. I'm going to write in my path. No, they're going to go, you fool Democrats, let me out. I'm going to go do more crimes and I'm going to take it up a level. I'm going to embolden my criminal activities because you're just going to let me go. And you can even ha- you can hear criminals that get arrested. I, there was one not too long ago that got arrested and was yelling out to the media. And, and I'm paraphrasing and I, I may not have all this right, but he was yelling out or he or he tweeted out or he said to somebody, don't worry, I'll be out. In 48 hours to continue to do my crimes. Uh, and now again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's, but that's the mentality of these criminals. This is the, this is what the Democrats are creating right now. When you defund the police and you allow criminals to go and you do cashless bail and you're, my goodness, folks, the guy who, who committed, I can't remember what he did, but the guy who shot somebody gets a, maybe a five fifty thousand or something dollar bail. And the guy who was defending his property has a million dollar bail. How does that work? How does that work? The guy who defended his property in Arizona who does not have a criminal record, they set his bail at a million dollars and put his butt in jail. And then the guy who goes out and commits a crime and and shoots an innocent gets a $50,000 bail. And he's out on the street in 48 hours. That's pretty messed up, folks, and that's that's that is one of the biggest problems. If you want to know why we have a crime problem, that's why. And again, we don't have a gun problem. We have a crime problem. So if you're out there and you're a, you're a conservative, you're a libertarian, you're an independent, you're 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 not buying into this Democrat progressive BS. When they come to you and they say gun problem, you say no, no. It is a crime problem. It is not a gun problem. Because you've got to you start using the correct vernacular. You cannot allow the Democrats to continue to set the narrative. We cannot allow them to set this narrative. Cannot allow it. So that's all I have to say about the Michigan shooting. I mean, it's horrible. It's terrible. Uh, but again, this crime problem, the crime wave is being enabled by the Democrat Party. And, 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 and unfortunately, some establishment Republicans are all too ready to help them. But, but the most, the, the biggest problem, the biggest enabler of the criminal right now is the Democrat Party. And the progressive DAs and the progressive prosecutors that are out there in these progressive states. And that is why crime – and listen, you, you may think you're protected if you're in a red state or – I shouldn't even say red state, a conservative. If you're in a conservative state, a Republican state, listen, this crime is going to feed over into you. The crime is going to keep, continue to grow. It's going to grow right out of the blue states, right out of the progressive states, and it's going to start affecting people in even in the conservative states. We have to put a stop to this. 
We have to put a stop to this. And, and it, and again, look, when, when, when we go to the voting polls again, I, you people who continue to, well, I don't know what you're saying, but you can't continue to vote for the Democrat party unless you just really, really want, uh, bad things to happen. Now, I just got some numbers in, so let me give you these numbers. Here's the economic numbers. And this is why I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me. Tighten up where you can. Save money where you can. Be ready for the rainy day that's coming because the economic slowdown and stuff, it's coming. So I, I want you to be able to, to make it through because we will make it through this. We will make it to 2024. We will elect either Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. We will elect one of them. I, I, I believe it will be one of them. But who knows? Maybe uh, Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or uh, you just who knows? But we're going to get to, we're going to get to 2024 and we're going to elect a, a conservative and we're going to fix things. We're going to be fine. We're going to make it through this. But you just may have to tighten that belt, as David said. You just may have to really, really, really batten down the hatches so to make it through what's coming. Now, let me tell you why I know something's coming. Because here's the numbers this morning. The overall CPI came in up 6.4%. That's up 6.4%. Now, let me break it down for you. Now, this is inflation I'm talking about. So inflation came in at 6.4. So here's what we're talking about. Fuel, fuel, your oil, your gas, your the oil, the fuel that it takes to do so much in the, in the economy is up 27.7%. Electricity. You want to heat your home? You want to stay warm? That's up 11.9. That's up 12%, folks. It's up 12%. Your food, your food once again. Now, folks, I am telling you what it's up this past month the, the, on top of what it's already been. Your food, your, when you go to the grocery store, it's up another 11.3%. Another 11.3%. You're going out to buy some chicken, it's up another 10.5%. You're going out to get milk tonight, you need milk for the morning, it's up another 11%. Now, eggs, you're complaining about your $8 eggs? (laughs) They're up 70.1%. Your eggs are up 70.1%. Your bread's up for 15%. Potatoes are up 12.4%. Baby food. You got a baby out there? Your baby food's up 10%. You want to fly somewhere? Your airline fares are up 26%. Now, your real average hourly earnings, what are they doing? Biden's out there trying to tell you the wages are going up everywhere. Your real average hourly earnings are down 1.8%. This can't be sustained, folks. This cannot be sustained. And David, look like you got a comment. Well, yeah, it, it's going to be. You know, I'm uh, older than dirt, and uh, I've always lived in a country that was blamed, and people could point at the fat people walking around in the United States. <laughs> the fat cats. The fat cats. <laughs> now it's going to be very interesting to see. All of the people skinny. Oh, right. Because they can't afford. Because they can't afford to be fat. Yeah, exactly. Except for your politicians, they'll never be skinny because they won't have to be. That's true. You know, there's a people say, yeah, I'll hear comments sometimes about North Korea. Well, why is the leader of North Korea not skinny? Because he's the dictator of North Korea. When when we send aid. 
Where do you think it goes? It goes to the dictators. The people that need it the most never get it. And the same thing is going to happen in this country. It's happening now with progressives. The burdens that the Democrat progressives are putting on we the people will never be felt by the Democrats. The politicians will never bear the burdens that we the people have to bear because of their actions. So when they're telling you not to drive a car, they'll drive a car. They're telling you you can't have oil, they will have oil. They're telling you to eat bugs. They are literally telling – the Democrat Party is literally telling the United States citizenry we need to eat bugs while they go and eat steak. You remember uh, – it was about a year or two ago. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was out there telling people you don't need – meat's killing the climate. Meat's going to kill the planet. And then later that night, she was caught and photographed eating a big old burger. And it wasn't a plant green burger. It was a big old ground beef or, well, it was probably a steak burger. In fact, it was probably Wagyu beef burger. Because you got to understand, it's okay for her to do it. But it's not okay for you to do it. Just like John Kerry. John Kerry, if he need, if he wants a, a gold-plated restroom... He can get in his private jet and have his gold-plated restroom. If he wants to go have lunch, he can get up and get in his private jet and go have lunch. And he will do it. But you, you can't. See, if you fly somewhere, you're killing the planet. If he flies somewhere, somehow he's saving the planet. You see how this doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen? Or you see how the common sense and the logic just doesn't work? Let me repeat that. John Kerry, progressive Democrat, will look at you in the face and tell you, you can't drive an SUV, you can't eat meat, you can't have the steak, and you can't go fly because all of those things are going to kill the planet. But then he gets in his plane, he eats his steak, and he drives his SUV, a fleet of SUVs, to take him from his private jet to wherever he's going and then back to his private jet. And somehow when he does it, he's saving the planet. But when you do it, you're killing the planet. Doesn't make sense, does it, folks? Doesn't make sense. And it's time that we all wake up. So it's, it's time, folks. It's time. So, all right. Let me get, I want to do this before we get to the end of the show. Let me tell you guys, let me tell you about the type, the Teichler cycle. Because the Teichler cycle suggests that a democracy – now listen, this is the favorite word of the – you know, the party that is the Democrats and the progressives who hate freedom and hate – listen, they don't want freedom for you. They don't want liberty for you. They don't really like democracy by rule of law they don't like. They want a full-fledged, unchecked democracy, and that is a horrible road to go down, folks. And the Teichler cycle will explain it to you. So the Teichler cycle – States and suggest a true democracy, and that's mob rules, folks. A true democracy only will last 200 years. Now, let me tell you about who, where the Teichler cycle came from. There was a Scottish judge. He was a writer. He was a historian, and his name is Alexander Fraser Teichler. And Alexander Fraser Teichler, let me tell you, this guy had quite the insight. The Teichler cycle, which I'm going to recite to you, is attributed to Alexander Fraser Teichler, the Scottish judge, historian, and writer. Well, Alexander Teichler predicted the fall of America. Now, I'm talking years and years and years ago. He predicted the fall of America. Now, he might have been off because he said it would be 200 years, and we're, what, we're 240 or so years old. 
So he might have been a little off. Now, he probably didn't didn't count on the fact of how wealthy we would be and what a great nation we would be because we have the wealth and we still have people who believe in freedom that are able to stable off the Democrats' goal of a full democracy, which would bring this country down. But he may not be wrong because right now the damage that Joe Biden has done in two years is amazing. It's amazing damage. And, and so, so Alexander Teitler may not have been wrong. Maybe he was wrong about 200 years, but he not be, he may not be wrong about the fall of America. Now, Teitler said this, all government is essentially of the nature of a monarchy. Now listen to that. All government is essentially of the nature of a monarchy. So what Alexander Teitler was saying, was yes, the United States may have pulled away from the monarch and may be ruling themselves or governing themselves, but eventually all government is essentially of the nature of monarchy. Now, what do you mean? So what is a monarch? A monarch, you got kings and despots and dictators who, who rule. What they say is automatic law. And then they, whatever they want to do to the people, they do to the people. Well, eventually what Teitler is saying that a government, uh, let's say a democracy, that government will essentially be of the nature of a monarch because that government is going to figure out how to fool the people into voting for them until they have so much power that they can throw out the Constitution and just put all these demands on the people until the people have had enough and revolt. But that's how societies fall. And Tytler said this, A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the majority discovers it can vote itself largesse out of the public treasury. Now, let me repeat that so you can soak this in. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the majority, now the majority of the people, it can only exist until the majority of the people discover that they can vote themselves largesse out of the public public treasury. Now, this is what I was alluding to earlier. Democracies will not work because once a majority of the people will are, are convinced that they can sit on their butts and demand that the public treasury, what's left of it, pay for them. See what I'm saying here, folks? When a majority – so when you get 51, 52, 60 percent of this country that stops working or doesn't work enough and doesn't pay into the system, they're not paying taxes. They're not paying federal taxes, but yet they're demanding that the largesse pay for them. They're demanding that – they're demand. I'm sorry. They're, they're taking largesse from the few. So you've got – let's just – let's cut it up here simply. If you've got 60% of the country that's sitting on their butt not paying into the system, but they're getting largesse from the system, and only 40% of the people are putting into the system, that can't sustain itself. Because eventually, 40% of the people are going to go, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to take care of myself and go away. And then the 60% becomes 70%, and the 70% becomes 80%. And if you've got 80% of the people in this country who aren't working and aren't paying into the federal system, and the government's trying to spend to take care of the 80%, that's not going to hold. It, it cannot hold. So Teichler, Alexander Teichler, was on to something here. And here's what he said. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations have been 200 years. Now remember, Teichler is a professor. He is a historian. He's a writer. And this is what he said. The average age of the world's greatest civilization has been 200 years. 
These nations have progressed through this sequence. Now, listen to this sequence, folks, because this is exactly what's happening in the United States. The sequence is the people go from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfless selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back to bondage. That, my friends, is the Teichler cycle. That is the Teichler cycle. You go from bondage to spiritual spiritual faith, to great courage, to liberty, to abundance, to selfishness, to apathy, to dependence, and then back to bondage. Now, where do you think we are right now as a country? Where do you think we are? Because we we've gotten away from spiritual faith. Uh, the Democrats tell you that there is no God. The Democrats tell you that climate is the God. Democrats tell you climate is the religion. Democrats tell you that government is your religion. So we've gotten away from spiritual faith. Um, we had courage, which led us to liberty. We had we had liberty that led to abundance. We are a country of abundance. We were the country of abundance. Then, then the Democrats and, and some people go down that selfishness road. They want more. They want more power and more power and more power. And then the people just go, well, gosh, we're just giving more power because we're, we're living well. Well, then that turns to apathy. You just, oh gosh, this is what they're doing to us. And then that apathy turns into dependence. Folks, how many people right now, what happened during COVID? What happened in 2020 and 2021? They shut down businesses. They shut down the economy. They put thousands and thousands and thousands, millions of people out of work. And they put them on government dependency. So now there we are, from apathy to dependency. So what's going to happen now? We put enough people on dependency that we're going to get to bondage? I would tell you that's the way we're headed, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're at the end of the show here. Listen, we'll get into more. Uh, actually, I won't be here next week, but I will be here after that, and we'll get into more of this. And I'll get into a recap of, of basically a simple lesson on where we went from strength to dependency in just the last three years. Don't go anywhere, folks. Locked and Loaded is up next. We'll see you later. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.